at war. Allied nations prepare for retaliation as the dark cloud of an Axis blitz envelops Europe. Axis forces that threaten not only the nations of Europe, but the stability of the entire globe. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ruse HQ broadcast. Welcome to episode two of the Ruse HQ broadcast. I am the man in the war office, uh, Alex Connolly, and I'm pleased to be joined once again by the uh, greatest digital general of our age, Mr. Joey Desperado. Hello, Internet. Uh, I'm glad that you're already giving me titles that I will never live up to. <laughs> uh, well, you're the man in the know, so um, yes, we've got a big show coming up. Thank you for your feedback, uh, guys on the forums. Lots of lots of good feedback, so I'm uh, pleased to uh, announce that we're going by uh, some different segments now. Our, we've got a news section from the front, and we've got our intelligence report, which is where we discuss a single topic related, of course, to ruse. Following that, our ruse of the moment, and then we'll wrap it up. Don't forget the music break, because that's a part uh, that yes. everyone really looks forward yes. to. <laughs> yes. So we've got a music break as well in there, just to keep it nice and concise. Just before we hit to the front, how have your games been lately, Joey? Oh, I've been playing a ton of ranked stuff, really enjoying it still. Ruse is still good. The weeks have been good, and I hope to really uh, keep on talking about that, and it looks like it's only going to get better. And that is a nice segue into what you were just about to talk about. Ah, uh, yes. All right. Well, just just to quickly add, um, yes, my, my PS3 version finally arrived, and I love it. I love it. It's fantastic. It would be a dull podcast if you did not like it. <laughs> One person talking, the other person grunting. But, <laughs> yes. Okay, from the front, our news section. Got uh, patches on the inbound. Now, Joey, can you tell us about the PC patch? Right, right. So the PC patch, they've been talking this up for uh, for about three or four weeks now, I would say. And what it basically is, is they're talking about, first of all, what is supposedly a big deal is the cheating, which I guess they they didn't really have a lot of defense against this. And so, I mean, it really happened in the first couple of weeks that they got solid cheats up that people could use easily uh, in the multiplayer, in everything, such as, like, infinite money, one-hit kill stuff, the game ruiners. Didn't seem to ruin the game for me, but a lot of people uh, seemed to encounter it. So that, that was a huge deal. And Ugen definitely uh, got a lot of feedback about that, and they are working on a patch, or are finished. I guess they're finished with it. They are testing it, and uh, uh, and then the other thing they're going to patch is there's a bunch of uh, latency connection issues with the multiplayer that they're people are getting booted out more often than than probably should be happening. They're working on that, and then the other big big thing that they're working on is the uh, when they switch to Steam. I'm sure a lot of you. Anyone who who really plays a lot of PC multiplayer would, uh, with Ruse would know this, and it's just the crazy region locks that uh, affect it way more than the standard continental thing, and just make the Ruse multiplayer terribly underpopulated. And it's a bummer that they didn't fix this ahead of time because I think it may have turned away uh, a lot of people who think that nobody's playing multiplayer, which is not true. 
and it may have turned a lot of people away that w we will now not get back. But in any case, it's on the way. They're going to roll it in. Uh, I, I don't think they're going to announce when they roll it in for the sake of catching the people who are cheating off guard. So we probably won't actually know. Well, I mean, you, you might notice, but you might not actually know until they talk about it, which will probably be a few days after it happens. I don't think it's up yet, but I, I haven't played all day. Uh, they, they were talking about getting it in, I think, like last Saturday. So it, it may as well be up this weekend, uh, if not coming weeks or coming days, hopefully. Uh, that's pretty much what I have to say about that. Is there any, are there any PS3 issues that need to be uh, resolved there, Alex? Well, what they've stated is they're going to be doing some graphical tweaking. So the issue with um, base pop-in and texture pop-in they say is going to be uh, highly reduced in the next patch. So at the moment, that's going through uh, the uh, the Sony verification process. Do you know, is the texture popping an engine thing, or is it a, a PS3 thing? I'd say it's a PS3 thing. Um, it's definitely down to the, uh, the RAM, because looking at some videos of the 360 version, there's not really an issue there. But after playing it for a bit, it isn't a huge deal like it was in the demo, but it's it would still be nice to have a little bit more consistency in regards to uh, zooming and um, having just that, that fraction of a second where you can see textures loading up. So, yeah, that's that's the big news on the um, on the PS3 uh, side of things. I uh, can't really uh, comment on the 360 side. It's going to be happening there, but probably a few tweaks and bug fixes and things like that. But... Um, I've actually found it quite stable, so that's the patch news. Now, next, this is brings a tear to my eye, um, and not in a sentimental way, piracy. So can you talk to that, Joey? Yeah, it, it's a, it's really sad, because it, it's one of the things that, why games aren't coming out on PC anymore that, that probably should be. And at, at the same time, there might be an upside to this, but but I don't think it's enough to justify it. Well, basically the gist of it is, uh, according to a certain... Actually, I, I misset it on the on the Ruse HQ. Is it's actually, I believe it's a Swiss site, not a Swedish site. But in any case, uh, a certain uh, piracy site... It's not really a piracy site, but you may know what it is if you play a lot of games on PC and talk about games. And it's where people get their games on PC generally. Uh, in less than legal ways and on said site Ruse it took the top spot uh, for all PC downloads uh, at least in the in the several weeks following it with just ridiculous numbers around uh, I don't have the numbers right with me but like 12,000 people or something uh, just getting that and uh, it, it's pretty bad because y you want those sales to go through obviously but also people may not get uh, the full experience. Hopefully, hopefully, what will come out from this is people will play through the campaign or you know the AI and really enjoy it, and then pick up the game. But I don't think that we can we can really rely on that because you you just can't rely on that. But you know it, it was a little ridiculous because it beat out a, a lot of games. Like I mean, I you can always expect a PC game that's coming out that has some single player capabilities to be pirated, but Ruse. For a game that kind of came out under the radar, I, I won't necessarily say that because it has a following, but, I mean, it just got some, some really ridiculous numbers that 
I, I'm not sure why this became the big the big game to pirate, but it is. Uh, actually, Sifi will probably pass that up in the weeks following. But, you know, that, that's 12,000 people that are probably at this point not playing multiplayer that maybe should be. Uh, and people that might get a, a, a slanted review of the game, not to mention Eugen not getting... Eugen gets zero dollars from those 12,000 people playing the, the the game that they worked very hard on. And these are all, you know, general piracy issues that pretty much anyone can define. But I just thought it came to mind because it, the numbers were so high. And just, I'm not sh I still don't know why. Hopefully all the favorable reviews that everyone's reading and uh, the publicity from certain sites that makes them want to get the game for free, makes them want to play the game, let's say. But uh, still, no... Not not necessarily a good thing for anyone. It's sad, especially when it's the first game um, to come after Ubisoft's announcement of their DRM, um, which required the, the constant internet connection to simply get pirated in such a such a, a large number. Um, it just sort of it it states or it makes the point of um, that Ubisoft was saying that the PC platform is really not viable and. The piracy issue is is incredibly rampant, um, but yes. Yep, and and to all the legitimate PC players, this means basically if there is a ruse two, it's going to have ridiculous DRM that no one likes. So thanks, guys. Yeah, or it could be a console exclusive. <laughs> but you know, let don't don't, don't say don't, that. Yes, we, don't, we we shouldn't don't, don't even joke. <laughs> we shouldn't say that. But yes, on to more positive notes. Tournament news from across the web and across platforms. Joey, you were saying before that you have uh, been watching uh, live streams of a rather high-level 1v1 competition. So tell us about that. There, there was a really, a really great one. Um, all, a lot of PC players, if you're on Steam, or if you use Steam, which you obviously do because it's Ruse, uh, then there's a certain group, it's called Ruse Community, uh, that you should really join. They host some some great tournaments. That one of them was the one I was watching a, a couple of weeks ago. One v one tournament. Uh, it was really great because it had some of the, the super high level players. Uh, you might recognize them. They're real high on the leaderboards. I think uh, Wolfie was involved, and I mean SX isn't isn't really that high on the leaderboards, but he's still uh, a prominent member of the Ruse community. And, and then there were uh, they were also live streaming some or well there was one guy live streaming and all the games he was in could live stream but you know not all of them were and it was it was good to watch it was really great to uh, pick up some strategies I, I would have liked to be in on that tournament but I was a little late uh, so I, I didn't get to actually play in it but but I think as long as tournaments like this keep going uh, it, it was really great and it was a great use of a day and anyone who is really in interested in the more strategic uh, multiplayer of Ruse carrying on, should get in on this action while it's good and, and keep it going. So Ruse community, join that Steam group. They had also a 2v2 tournament, uh, I think, last week that I, I didn't watch or participate in because I didn't know it was happening until it was gone. But but I assume from here they're going to be hosting a lot more. Uh, I understand there were also some, some console... Uh, Tournaments, though I don't think in, I'm not sure. I haven't I haven't really checked in on those. I know there was a big PS3 one, like the after the like the first week the game came out, which I don't know how many people got in on that. But 
So great to see all these tournaments going. Uh, it's not necessarily a StarCraft or anything. There's not. I haven't seen any like thousand dollar jackpot tournaments out yet. But you never know. And uh, with that, I'll send it over to Alex to talk about whatever he's going to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Well, just in regards to the the PS3 tournament, it's nice to see these things happening. The one that's been happening on the uh, Ubisoft Ruse forums, um, started up by Edal eighty six. It's good. It's got a uh, an American and European contingent. And uh, so far, I'm not sure um, what the standings are, but um, yeah, it's 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 good to see um, that. I guess the the PC style of, of of tournament making its way onto consoles. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the results. Um, the only problem is with the console releases that there is no YouTube video or there's no replay feature at the moment. Um, so. Yeah, I, we can't really see these um, these matches take place or unfold, or we can't watch the replays, and it relies a lot on the players submitting their own scores to whoever's um, um, officiating the, the tournament. But outside of that, yeah, fantastic to see, um, and I, I look forward to more of these tournaments. On to our final part of the From the Front news section, forum and review highlights. This part here is essentially just about our, our links and what we've seen across the net. Recently, the Three Moves Ahead podcast, um, which is a very prominent strategy-themed podcast, did a Ruse podcast and they loved it, which was great to hear. There was also Rob Zachney, who is one of the uh, panelists on on the Three Moves Ahead podcast, uh, submitted a Game Shark review and gave it an A minus, um, an approachable and masterful take on real time strategy and World War Two. That was good to see. He called it his real time strategy game of the year, which is a big call, especially sandwiched uh, in the same year as uh, StarCraft Two and and not real-time strategy, but strategy nonetheless, Civ Five. So, did you see anything across the net that you were interested in? Uh, yeah, actually, I saw something uh, really crazy uh, today, actually, uh, though it came out before this, that uh, uh, you're probably aware with the whole debate that happened before release when they talked about not having Japan and everybody you know, on the Japan, like, why do you have France if you don't have Japan? Japan, 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 World War Two, nonsense. But, in any case, I, I'm not real bummed that Japan's not in there, uh, say what you will, but uh, there was actually a thing that came up, uh, a bug, that they found that when when a player will switch their nation uh, really fast right before the game launches, uh, that occasionally it will actually show up the flag as the Japanese flag, as if they originally intended to include that faction, and then generally the game will just crash. I mean, there's no actual Japanese faction, clearly. But, but kind of interesting. Uh, there, there's a video and there's a, a, a good screenshot, and other people were saying they've seen this. So we're pretty sure that it's real. And I haven't seen it personally, but, but uh, uh, from pretty, uh, pretty direct sources, they can say that, that it's kind of an interesting bug, uh, just a, a funny happening that I didn't really expect to see, and uh, kind of cool in, in its own way. But. I mean, it causes games to crash. That's not that cool, but funny and uh, not unexpected. Do you think the Pacific Theater would ever make it into Ruse as a 
as an expansion pack or the the island hopping nature of the combat would that be something that really wouldn't fit with uh, what we know about Ruse when it takes place in Europe and North Africa? I mean, it might not fit exactly with the game they've made now, but I think I think there's definitely potential for it to come. I mean, you can definitely see they've made a lot of like ships, assets. I mean, what with this Japanese flag, they're obviously or they were at some point considering this. So hopefully, whatever reason they decided to not do it, uh, hopefully they they will some point come out with this in an expansion, make it work. I definitely see some interesting potential, uh, like with you know just hiding maybe you can make a whole island disappear i don't know that's that's for them to figure out but i think it, it could turn out really interesting and that's not just because i want new things to come for ruse even though that is certainly true uh but it, it seems a shame uh for this this whole other kind of type of uh of different style of warfare and gameplay to, to not make it in and I, I certainly hope they reconsider or carry on with their making it and so my answer is yes, yes, I want to see this happen, but I'm, I can't say that it will. All right, excellent. Well, with that, we'll cut to a quick break, and we'll be back with our intelligence report on Britain. Is it underpowered? So stay tuned. Who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Hitler, if you think we're on the run? Boys who will stop your little game We are the boys who will make you think again Cos who do you think you are kidding, Mr Hitler If you think old England's done Mr Brown goes off to town Coming up now is our intelligence report Yes, Britain, an underpowered faction That's the big question that seems to be popping up on a number of forums so I'd like to get your take on it, Joey. Uh, Britain, is it one of those powers that is good in co-op, but on its own is slightly underwhelming? Uh, that's that's definitely an interesting thing. I've seen people both argue for it being overpowered and underpowered, uh, which is interesting. It, it, the thing about Britain is that as you cannot beat a, a good British player, I mean, British player, a good person playing as Britain uh, by using just AA. That's that's what gives Britain its power, is that most nations you can just crank out a bunch of AA and that will basically shut down their air as long as you you know get it out in, in the right numbers. However, Britain has strong enough uh, air power that they can overcome that. Uh, and that's what makes them a really interesting air nation to play, obviously the air nation to play if you're, uh, if you're going to do that. But being them underpowered, you can also see that happening because, I mean, if you get a, a nation with with good fighters, like uh, Italy, the, when you upgrade their fighters, uh, the U.S. can hold their own, uh, Germany definitely with their jet fighters, uh, then that basically shuts down Britain because, I mean, they have they have tanks that aren't that great, they've got artillery that is not good at all, uh, the infantry that well their infantry is decent but it's infantry and uh, so so if you get good fighters out I mean they they have nothing and at that point that's what what uh what makes them overpowered but say you're playing as France 
Uh, you, you can't beat them with AA, and you can probably not beat them with your fighters. So uh, then the, you, you have nothing to do unless you, you get real fast up on their base and take it out. Uh, so also the thing about Britain is because they get their good bombers early, and uh, the thing that's so unique about them is their, their light bombers. They require an upgrade, but it's just the first upgrade, and they're cheap. And the thing that's so unique about them is they can take out a building or a supply depot or whatever in one hit. And no other light bomber can do that, which lets them push out the the uh, the bombers early. And if you're not ready for it, uh, then you're pretty much screwed. And it's hard to get ready for it early because a lot of nations uh, are not going to push out an airfield early because they're ground-based. And it, uh, the thing is, if you just try to stop them with AA, you're probably going to fail. So British can also overpower you uh, pretty easily unless you're ready for them. Uh, and, and so I think it's really... I've also actually seen British players uh, win by not even using air, which is crazy, and if you can win using not air, then you can pretty much win without using air with any nation. But it's still an interesting thing that that you can do is that it's possible and it just adds another interesting aspect to them that they have I mean okay tanks and and things and okay defenses that they can push out and then you're not even like you might have all this AA and fighters but they aren't going to do anything and uh, I think the, the the British personally I think they're fairly balanced uh, uh, as far as I, either you're going to lose very badly to them or you're going to win very easily uh, there's not a lot of push and pull when it comes to, to being British unless you have you know, thousands of AA units at which point at which point you've been playing Ruse too long and that game doesn't matter anyway uh, so uh, I think that British, they take more skill to play than, uh, than say a, uh, a ground based uh, army like, like the French they're more defensive based but they're still ground or uh, or to a lesser extent the Americans uh, which definitely makes them interesting and uh, it, it is tough to beat the UK in a in a 1v1 uh, match because uh, if they shut you down you don't have allies to, to shut them down you're dead uh, and in a co-op situation it's definitely helpful because uh, the UK have very very powerful bombers and if they just load up on those uh, they're they're going to be a big help to your teams who have ground units, and uh, and that's a, a good way to win as long as they don't get shut down. So, uh, my my personal opinion is that they are not overpowered or underpowered. And right now, uh, the beta changes uh, took some of their air power away as far as bombing goes, but it didn't make a huge difference. They're still they're still really good, you know, air and. Uh, but that's that's pretty much all they are. They're quite a, a specialist uh, faction to play. They you, you have to know exactly how to play them, or you. Okay. Do they have a a good? Well, I guess it just comes down to how much you enjoy the 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 spectacle of the battle. But do they have a uh, a, a faction they go up against that will always guarantee a good fight? Uh, an even fight? Well, I, I could obviously say another British, but I think that's too obvious, and uh. Uh, I would say the Italians have have not not amazing AA. I mean, they have the 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 90s or whatever. They're 88 equivalent, but 
their fighters are decent, and I think I think that's pretty much a good fight because the Italians also don't overwhelm you on land. Uh, they, so it's it's kind of an interesting push and pull there, even though still not a ton of it. Uh, I I think the most one-sided would be the UK versus France, uh, and on the other side Italy. Ah, interesting. All right. Well, I just wanted to quote one of the people from the Ubisoft Ruse forums, Axe99AU, who has done quite a bit in regards to posting on this topic and what he puts it down to in regards to uh, Britain's deficit is weakest infantry, average standard production tanks and average recon cars, uh, expensive and relatively weak standard artillery, um, lowest common denominator artillery and anti-air, and prototype units um, that give them the equivalent of standard US and Russian mobile uh, uh, AA, and not even the equivalent of the standard U.S., German, or Russian heavy tank. Yeah, I, I, that sounds pretty true, but, you know, uh, you don't really come in playing the U.K. expecting to win with artillery and ground, so in that, in that sense, definitely they are underpowered. Now, what about their tanks, just by themselves? Uh, well, they can push out... The, the interesting thing is they're a lot like France in that they can push out heavy tanks early, uh, but... They aren't, they aren't much good. Uh, they're slow, and maybe they can catch them off guard and win. But uh, any built-up defenses will stop them. They've got low range. They don't, they're not great against other tanks. Uh, so I mean, they're they're all right early if you're like going for depots and stuff. But they're not, they're not fantastic in any sense uh, against. I mean, American, uh, Russian, uh, even French is about even, but. They'll pretty much get shut down in any extended conflict with other ground units. How would you um, kick off a a British early game? What units do you want on the field to to give Britain an upper hand? Of course, there's the airfield, but how do you back up a, a a faction whose main strength is an air force? What do you personally want on the ground? Um, I would invest a little money into their tanks just to to maybe draw their uh, ground units off. But uh, as far as on the ground, lots of recon probably, even though it's a little more expensive than than maybe you'd want. But uh, yeah, lots of recon to make sure you don't have to push in air recon and uh, get shot down or anything. Uh, Yeah, recon everything and then bomb it to hell. And that's pretty much, yeah. That that's how I would play, though. To be fair, I would not call myself a great UK player in in any sense. Okay. And are there any particular ruse deception cards or offense offensive cards that um you think really work effectively with the the British faction? Well, I, I would say that as far as camouflage night and radio silence, your your typical hide your stuff are not super effective because a smart player playing the UK is no knows that they're going to have a lot of air so there's not a lot to hide uh, you, you might still want to use camo nest just to, because that's a good thing to do just to confuse them and kind of keep them away from your base but uh, as far as like bombing runs, I mean y- your blitz and your fanaticism is, is super useful uh, you can definitely radio silence to keep recon on, on their base so that you can bomb it, that, that's definitely key as, as British, is to get ground recon 
if you get ground recon on their base, then your bombing is going to go, you know, ten times better than trying to sneak in an air recon uh, against what they probably have AA and possibly fighters. Uh, and another, this isn't a ruse strategy. One thing I figured out that that's actually really helpful when you're bombing is instead of trying to build, if they have a lot of fighters going over their base, which is what you'd want to do if if, if the British have have a bunch of bombers. Uh, instead of building a bunch of fighters as the British to take out those fighters just build one and then send it in and let all their fighters attack that then they're gonna have to land and then you bomb them. Uh, I mean it might be it's something I discovered and that actually works if they have their fighters uh, circling them. If they're in the airfield then it's not gonna do a whole lot but uh, it's managed to turn the tide a a bit in some, some battles. So, do you think with the, uh, I guess, the interest that it's raised on the forums that UGen will offer up a patch in terms of balancing, or is there anything that will be hidden within this new patch coming out that will affect Britain in any way? I don't think in this first patch they're going to balance anything. I'm pretty sure they would have talked about that by now. They did a ton of balancing from the beta into the uh, the uh, you know the full game and. So I, I think they're pretty much done with beta. Uh, I, I could see something coming out of the UK balancing, but I, I, I personally don't foresee it anytime soon. Though I, I won't I won't say that they definitely won't do it. Right now they have enough on their plate as far as patching, but at some point, if they're looking for something to do, uh, patching the UK w- would probably not hurt anything and might go so far as to to make the UK uh, a better all-around nation, maybe underpower their air a little bit and give them some some decent ground units, uh, but but I don't really want that. Some people might. If any of uh, our listeners have got any uh, thoughts on the topic, please don't hesitate on leaving some feedback on our various uh, contact points, such as the Ubisoft Ruse forums or our Facebook page, or Ruse HQ. Now, why don't we move on to our Ruse of the Moment. Joey, do you have anything that has uh, struck your fancy since our last recording? I will say that uh, against, like, in a, in a large match, a 4v4 or a 3v3, which uh, we PC players know about, uh, there is something to be said for the, the good old uh, stack of my... Uh, playing as the United States, my favorite... A combination for going ground is three Super Pershings and then three, uh, I believe they're Wolverines is what the upgraded uh, tank killers are, uh, or actually they're Jacksons is, is what they are, So and then three Jacksons, three Pershings, putting them in a radio silence, uh, and then and putting a couple of decoys to go around the front and then sneak them in the back. Sounds maybe a little too obvious, and obviously have a recon with them, but uh, but on a, on a big game, that tends to work. On a small 1v1 match, that doesn't work as well because uh, it's such a small map that it's really tough to sneak units around without them getting spotted. Uh, as far as... Uh, I have found that a good thing to do also in, in a big game, uh, generally 3v3 or 4v4, is just the, the good combination of just one pair dropped unit on on a supply depot uh, that they aren't guarding just to either blow it up or either to blow up the units or capture it is a good thing. Also, one thing I recommend if you're going to do that uh, is I didn't even know about this until a couple days ago 
is to go into your options and turn on auto fire on buildings and then your infantry will actually blow up the supply depot instead of if you capture it you know that unit's going to go away and they're just going to go capture it back helpful in 1v1 because it you know it stops their resources for a little bit but not super helpful otherwise uh so yeah i, I did not know until a couple days ago that infantry can actually blow up buildings like I don't know, it seemed like there's always a little building attack stat on them, but I, I've always just captured stuff with them, and, you know, there's there's another way to go for that. That sounds interesting. I've always looked at the um, the option for the auto-fire on buildings in the menu and thought, who does that apply to? But, of course, it seems only logical that it would benefit the infantry the most. Yeah, great. Well, for my ruse of the moment, it's definitely been messing around in the operations levels or missions I just find them a uh, a nice challenge um, given that there's lots of timed events and the one that I've been I haven't been winning I've got to be honest I've not been winning this mission but I keep returning to it it's the um, Operation Sea Lion uh, German landing in uh, England that was uh, that was an actual operation plan that never actually came to fruition but um, the idea is to go up against the uh, the mighty Red Devils um, paratroop uh, unit and the very, very tough uh, British Air Force, which is, well, good timing, I guess, for this, uh, for this podcast. So it's early war tech, and you've got 20 minutes to make it across the map, capture everything or destroy everything, and it's a fantastic challenge. So I'm learning a lot from this. It's a nice showcase of the British Air Force. So that's my ruse of the moment, simply being on the receiving end of Lancasters and uh, British paratroopers and hurricanes. And it's just, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic to lose so soundly. Actually, I would like to mention before we sign off, uh, or, you know, give our links and stuff, uh, uh, one thing that, that happened to me during... Some people are also mad. They're looking for a patch for the ranked mode, the 1v1 ranked. They're looking for uh, maybe a time extension because it, right now it's set at 25 minutes, uh, which to me seems fine, but at the same time I've pulled off a couple of victories that that I just hated myself for afterwards because they were terrible, and I might have actually lost the game if, if it had not been timed. But, uh, I mean, it's all part of strategy, but... Uh, in one specific moment, we had built up our forces and our defenses so well that neither of us could could really uh, move forward unless without being absolutely destroyed. And time was running down. He was ahead by about 30 points. I knew he had a bunch of admin buildings. All I did was snuck, sneak like two bombers uh, into his base. One of them got the bombs off. I mean, they absolutely got destroyed, but I managed to get two admin buildings pull off 200 points in like the last two minutes and then just let time run out. And I felt horrible about it because it was a terrible way to win. Uh, I mean, but that's what kind of what people are mad about. I've had another situation very similar uh, where the two almost equally matched players, like at the end of the game, nobody has overrun anyone's base. Uh, it's just very close as far as points. But I definitely like, because when you're playing in like a 3v3 or a 4v4, Towards the end of those games, I mean, one team tends to have thousands of points, like seven to ten thousand, I'd say, on a general, on a general no limit game, and uh, so 
you don't even think about it. You're like, well, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna push that recon up there. If it gets destroyed, so what? Like, what it really comes down to is who steamrolls whose base at the end. And uh, versus in a one v one game, you actually have to think about that stuff. Like, I'm not gonna sacrifice that recon unit to see what's in his base because you know then he's gonna have that many more points and I, I may lose. And you really have to manage that stuff, which is uh, an, an interesting aspect that that I think is a lot of fun, but a lot of people don't like it. I've heard different things about the fact that matches are timed in uh, in ranked matches. I quite like it for the fact that it can either end up, as you say, as just uh, entrenched forces with making those last-ditch efforts to get some points on the uh, on the table just to get the edge, but I find it that the game is of that sort of relaxed pace where just a, a time keeps it cohesive, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I'm all for time limits. I think uh, if you don't want a time limit, there's a place for that, and you can do it. But as far as rank goes, that's that's where time limits belong. And uh, yeah, keep those keep those in place. All right. Well, just to finish off, we've got our links and shoutouts. We were going to have Ruse HD, the man to go to in terms of YouTube videos of Ruse matches, a veritable wealth of knowledge on the game. Um, so hopefully next time we can get him on the show. And also we've got Ruse HQ, uh, Joey Desperado's site for all things Ruse related. And we've got our Facebook page, so you can look us up uh, on Facebook. And not only that, but you will find various various posts within the Ubisoft Ruse forums to leave feedback. So if you have any ideas or want to give us some your, your thoughts on the, today's topics or topics for next time, please don't hesitate to leave us a note or two. Indeed, and for the record, the fact that I named my site Ruse HQ and the other guy's name is Ruse HD is a complete coincidence. I felt kind of stupid about it afterwards, but, but hey, that's the way it works. They're both names infested with acronyms, which I, I think only speaks of quality. Yeah, we still don't know what Ruse stands for. I don't, we'll never know. Maybe it can be an exclusive if we can send some emails to you, Jen. I'm pretty sure they don't know. <laughs> some people say it might mean something, like they might have had a perfect acronym made out for it in like French, uh, but then it didn't translate. All I know is those letters clearly have dots after them and there is no reason for them to have dots. That's true. It must make it hell for reviewers. So with that, we'll take it out. Joey, have you got any final words? Uh, my final words are copper and blacksmith. They don't have any actual relevance, but those are so you can dwell on that and come back next time we have a broadcast. Very poignant, very poignant. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you on our next episode of the Ruse HQ broadcast. See you on the battlefield. Thank you.